So the last episode I talked about grief and how I feel like during COVID that I have lost a part of me. Well, just doing some brief research on grief and understanding the process of it is, uh, you know, some people would say it's morbid, but it really it's not. Like we're constantly evolving as human beings. So it's like an old part of you, like when you evolve, it's like an old part of you has died and the new person is you know, um, growing and you're going through the process and you're in the storm and you're kind of like just trying to figure things out because you're not sure what's next. It's you being in the storm, right? Like you going through um, the nether phase of yourself depending on what has happened. And you can honestly say that you will never ever be the same. Like you're not the same when you turn 13. You're not the same when you um, fell off your bike and lost, you know, you had a minor injury or major injury. Like you're just never the same when you go through life experiences. And, um, I just thought it was really interesting because after COVID, like we will never ever be the same. The answer is no. We have lost a lot, like the old self right um and that's gonna forever leave a mark on us and keep an imprint on our heart and our minds because it's something that's unforgettable and it's life altering life changing we need to adapt now to a whole new world without our old self and the things that we were doing a couple of hours or days before spring break for some um, for us, I just I could just speak for myself as a parent. Um, and my kids, you know, for school, like they've lost their friends and their teachers and all of the connections that they once had, um, the support system that they once had, and it can it can be very daunting to have to adapt to this new world because you're doing it without your support systems that you had created to get you to that point. So overall, it changes you. It breaks you because now you have to really try to make sense out of something that doesn't make sense. And the impact is profound. Um, You start to wonder if you'll ever go back to who you were before. You incurred this loss. And unfortunately, you can't. You cannot. Not even if you tried. You can't because of all the things that are being put in place. And I can't even say it's rules and policy because right now it's just here. So I haven't seen anything on paper. But it's it's definitely a sense of loss. In any situation, you never go back. You only go forward. You grow through every situation you grow go through. Right? You have to grow. And growth is hard. Growth is ugly, growth is exhausting, growth is uncertain, growth is beautiful, growth is healing, but it's the time that heals all your wounds on your healing journey and however long it takes you to overcome that loss. So I find myself tussling with this every now and then, like I'm okay with, you know, a lot of stuff that we're... Oh, we, we totally took a hit for like not having the schools and not working in so many hours and 
always hustling, bustling to the next thing and not having time to recover and even figure out what happened the day before because you're onto something next and pushing the kids at this sports and not pushing them, but you know, they wanted to go, but they also retired. So I made a conscious effort to be like, listen, you guys retired, slow down. Just let me know. We'll take a break. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a big deal. We can do that. Um, you grow in every situation that you go through. And that is the beautiful part. Time heals all wounds. Your healing journey is however long and it takes you, it may take you longer to overcome that loss. It really depends on your outlook and your belief and what you, how you view this, you know, like, are you willing to adapt and become this new you or are you just like at a complete loss? Cause you're just kind of like, yo, I don't even know what's going on right now. And I'm trying to figure out, but it doesn't make no sense. And for me, that's exhausting. It's exhausting. Um, it's always going to stick with us. We're always going to remember this feeling like 9-11 and then when Kobe Bryant passed and then like the school shootings, like all of that stuff. We are forever changed because of that stuff. And it's painful. Like we are mourning as, as with the world. We are mourning with the world. We are literally in bereavement because soon we'll be talking about, oh, it's March 20th, 2021. I can't believe that. And hopefully we will be able to reflect but I'm feeling like forgetfulness is like a thing in this world because they really try their best to, and there's there's a word for this label. If somebody wants to hit me up with their podcast, like they could help me explain this, but it's like when too much things happen in your life that are really traumatic events for you and um, you're only you're always in that, that hypersensitive flight risk mode in your mind because you always have to stay on guard and be prepared for the next moment because you were unable to prepare for be prepared for whatever reason like your brain can't sustain that kind of level of energy in heightened sense um because at some point like in a regular day you're going to feel that heightened sense and are you going to be able to manage it without um are you going to be able to manage it whether you take meds or not like supports right and we knew supports before this was lacking so i hope coming out of this we're going to have immense supports because people really need to figure out what has happened and they need to come to terms with it because a lot of people are really in disbelief and they're still in shock they're still in shock and then they're fear they're being fear mongled by the the news and the apps and the tvs like the world is so big and i've noticed and i think i mentioned this in the last post um that they've really tailored the uh the google searches and the bing searches and the other searches in general it's not that easy to find much things anymore which i find very interesting which is cool. I'll just read more. I mean, it's long overdue anyway. So, um, yeah, events will come around and um, to make us remember or simple signs that keep keep in or certain signs that we will keep in our daily routine. Like for me, it's like a cup of tea in the morning, you know, um, different type of teas make me feel great. Like, you know, relaxes me or helps my stomach or you know sometimes to get me through my day i'll just drink like a particular tea like i love my chai tea love my chai tea like you can't tell me anything like nobody talks to me during my chai tea because it's such a wonderful flavorful moment and there's so many benefits to chai tea i'll be posting that so i'll let you guys know but i gotta do tea because coffee makes me feel really awful um very heavy um it's not a dietary, but it does not work well for my system. And it never has. Like, I remember working at uh, the state 
I don't know how many years I worked there, 15 years basically. And um, everybody would get coffee. So it became like a social thing. I was like, cool, I'll go pick up some coffee. I don't really want some, but I'll pick it up. You know, nine out of 10, no, seven out of 10, I started drinking more coffee. And I didn't even like it. Like I fought my body on it. Like I was like, ah, it's fine. It'll go away, this pain. I'd take like three sips and then I'd leave it alone because it's too strong. And I really didn't enjoy it, but I wanted to be part of something. And it wasn't going to kill me. So I was like, oh, it's good. But lo and behold, it was really injuring me because I wasn't able to think very clearly after drinking this coffee. And my stomach's kind of jacked up for a couple of days after that. So clearly it didn't work. And these events were getting too expensive. Um, But yeah, we just got to look for simple signs in our lifetime from whenever you're able to see straight and think straight. Simple signs in our lifetime to keep us moving through, moving forward in our daily routine. Like, admire the gestures of these angels around you to give you that 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 alive feeling. And I'm talking about trees, I'm talking about the wind, I'm talking about the moon, I'm talking about the sunset, I'm talking about the sunrise, before the sunrise. Like, find moments in your day where you go out of your way to do something a little different just to see if you can fill a spark. Um, pick up the phone and call somebody. Hell, pick up the phone and call me. Um, I got an account where we can like have our little private chit chat. I don't need to say anything. You can be like, hey, do you want me to respond? Do you want me to listen? Do you want to vent? Um, and you let me know where you where I can find my place in this conversation so that I can support you. Because I find I need support too. Like I can smile all day long, but now we wear a mask, so you can't even tell them I'm smiling. So that's kind of like it's kind of sad for me. That's really, really sad. I don't enjoy wearing the mask. I feel like the mask does more harm than it does good because of this airborne virus that you can wash your hands off of like you can wash the airborne virus off your hand but you can't you know what I'm like okay yeah so I haven't processed that clearly so um I'm thinking like I don't think I'm risking my life if I don't wear the mask however I'm gonna be very cautious um but I, I can't allow the outside world to be shut down because that's the source of energy for human beings that's this that's the part of healing that's your connection to earth like we're salt sand dirt like we're that's that's a very interesting thing to to say that you cannot do because it's dangerous you know how many things are dangerous out there let me tell you all the new machines in walmart and target um that can literally you check out your own devices. Like how many machines does it take to get somebody sick? I instantly get a headache when I walk in there because I'm like, yo, this is too much sensory. And I feel it, but I can't see it. And that feels like COVID to me. You know what I mean? Like now my the chip card that was supposed to work wonderful, I think they changed that what, maybe seven, 10 years ago having a chip on your car like that's really going to protect you from id theft and blah 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 and all of a sudden now my car doesn't work on the same machines that i've been using for the last 15 years are you kidding me it's forced me to use google pay and all this other stuff which you know at first i was totally against it but i have to ride the wave to change like i have to be adaptable like i get it where this is the direction that we're going but it takes away from it being a physical thing right if i have the card in my hand i know that i'm spending it if my have if I have the phone in my hand and my money's linked to it, it's literally a platinum level credit card because you don't have a connection, right? 
I feel like this world is all, COVID is about disconnecting from connection so that they can have more power and control. And for that, I say, fuck that. I'm living on an island or some shit. Like I can't, I don't want to be a part of this city. I'm giving you too much control. And then I'm living in pollution and poor water conditions on top of each other, like crabs in a barrel. Like what kind of life is that? All because I want to have views. It just doesn't seem right to me. But anyways, so I wanted to mention that every day is another day for you to keep going. The hurt that you feel may last a while, but the longer that you dwell on this pain and the loss, the longer it will hurt. Um, Everyone experiences pain in different ways because we all feel differently. One thing for sure is that we all will heal. We all will make it through. It's up to you to let yourself feel what's going on right now. And for that to be said out loud, it's very difficult to sit there and be uncomfortable with your feelings and be true to yourself about what you're feeling because you have to shut out the outside noise and all the things that people do subconsciously to make you feel something that's not meant for you and I say this with the kindest heart in regard because there are things that you can care about but there are things that are out of your control that no matter how much you care and you put energy into it if it depletes you and you can't do anything because it's out of your control it's not it's like putting rent down on an issue that you don't even have yet but you know you're there (laughs) and so that doesn't make sense to me so um I've always understood death in the sense that, you know, it's a huge loss. And it's kind of like, well, you can't compare people's pain. You can't live their lives. You can't tell them how to feel. Like, these are the feelings that people have that are legit and they're real. And it takes an act of God for them to try to heal themselves because they too have, they live in the eye of the storm. And if they don't have no, if you don't have nobody to talk to, like, I just can't imagine that. That happened to me as a kid and it destroyed me. It destroyed me. Um, when I look back, I, I, I understand what happened better now than I ever did before. And that's all I can do is like come to terms and understanding and put a word to something that was happening that I had no idea. Because when we could put a word to it, we can move forward. But right now with COVID, nobody can put a word to it. But we know, everybody knows this doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel right. And um, until I see it on paper, <laughs> it doesn't feel right. So I can never cope with 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 um, the unknown. So I guess I almost compartmentalize my brain to really try to understand science and the moon and the earth and and you know spiritual in the sense that I love different types of. Um, I love to learn about different cultures and how they view death, life and death. And so I was raised in a community with a lot of Muslims and Jewish people and Italian people and Greek people and Indians and West Indians and Caribbeans. And um, I think there was a couple of white people, but I don't even think I really considered them white because they were always around us. And they were, we were all immersed into this melting pot of cultures and it was so beautiful and it was so loving and caring. And sometimes some people got carried away. You had to wheel them back in, right? (laughs) But you can't deny that sometimes 
you enjoyed something that another culture was doing you're just kind of like yo i want to be a part of that like that's never a problem it's just when people start stealing stuff and not giving you the benefit of doubt and then when you treat them like they have been treating you they get offended and you're like hmm what's the difference right now like what's going on that it becomes a problem so um it, it it's never a habit of mine to push away things that um that are the source of my pain because I, I am like, I think backwards. Like if I have pain, what's causing the pain? What did I eat? What did I touch? What did I do? What did I smell? Is the air weird? Is it, do I need to go for a walk? Or do I need to drink some hot water? Like I'm always going for the natural route to figure out my pain. Um, I've stopped numbing my pain almost, which is funny because I thought I was, not numbing my pain for so long, but I was lying to myself clearly for self-protection because I'm not an alcoholic or anything and or I drink alcohol like I'm a terrible drinker. Like liquor, alcohol turns into sugar in my system very easily and it makes me physically nauseously sick. Like I have death, I'm looking at death in the face. Like that's just how terrible that is. Um, so it's, it's never an option for me to numb my pain that way. Um, so my, my choice of drug was definitely... Um, working out, throwing around weights and um, spewing off the mouth. And usually I was just talking to the air because I wouldn't really talk to anybody because I've been shushed my whole life. So I just argue with the air and that was enough. And that was exhausting enough for me. <laughs> so embarrassing. Let me know what you've come up with. But um, the last, the last uh, three to four years, I've really worked hard on like, weaning out things that are numbing for me so i'm talking about tylenol ibuprofen um allergy medications because i knew something was causing it but i didn't i couldn't figure out how come it was such a lifelong thing like what's taking so long i have this for the rest of my life like i couldn't accept that so i guess there's parts of me that i just i can't i can't adapt to because there's always a better way to handle it and once i learn the better way to handle it then i can take it from there but you don't come an open book and people don't just volunteer information because of whatever the case may be. You have to ask the right questions. Well, I'm not good at ask. I'm not good with my words, as you can tell by these podcasts. I'm not good with my words. I just know how I feel. And I hope to God that somebody's able to translate and guide me to the right direction. And so far, I have been so blessed and so lucky because I've had excellent mentorship. I've had excellent acquaintances and people even acquaintances that were very harsh and hard to swallow as a pill (laughs) i learned something from them they were there for a season when they expire and it becomes combative or they're just like hateful for no apparent reason and they're making shit up like your season is over i'm not trying to hold on much longer like it's time for you to go somewhere else and I have found creative ways to exclude myself from almost anything that would cause me any sort of social emotional fatigue and hurt my cognitive. So, um, you know, uh, grief is just not one of them. I, I pretty much embrace it and I know that it's inevitable. And I always, my kids and I have talked since they were little, little, little that, you know, we do have angels and sometimes we have to make you know, decisions, but we always want to go decision that we are comfortable with and not what somebody else is comfortable with. Like their job as children are not, is not to make their dad and I happy, is to make themselves happy, to find their true passion 
early in life, but to have experiences. And I'm not talking about the ones you had when you was 13 back in the day where you get in trouble and you're like, oh, the experience, because that's what people around you was telling you to do because that's not the experience that we're talking about. We're talking about, well, if we, if we drive to another city, which is 45 minutes from here, that's an experience. To get in the car is an experience. To have that long commute is an experience. To be bored after 10 minutes is an experience. To figure out how to like stretch your tolerance after 15 minutes is an experience. To like maybe pick up a book and read is an experience. Maybe to pick up a comic book while you're, you know what I mean? Like all these little tiny wins. I always go for wins in my life and they're very tiny. They're very tiny. These little tiny successors, you know, when they compound, like your self-confidence just takes off and you go with it. Like you don't need to write a book right now. Like you don't need to build a, a, a city right now. Like God didn't do that, you know, in one day. It took him some time. So it's gonna take you some time. So learning patience during the process and experiencing helps build character. And while we're talking about like angels and spirituality, I just let them know this is what I think. This is how I feel. Like this is not how it is, but this is what I've, I've, I've compiled through all my experiences with different cultures and my experiences. And um, like the Jewish Community Center, they were always there for me. I could always go in there and play basketball. Hell, I can get a snack for free. And they were always kind. They never, they never made me feel uncomfortable. It was always very um, rewarding to be there. And I never even felt anxious walking in there. And that's something that's hard because usually if I walk into a gym and there was like overcrowded people and, um, you know, they were loud and they were doing craziness, I'd, I'd start to feel anxious. And I instantly would like regress, and like close up really tightly because it was too familiar to my, my um, home life. And it was like I was flinching, like my eye was twitching and my stomach was doing knots. And I would have more of an adverse effect being there than I would hope um, and then I'd have to leave. So I'd find other spaces to go so I can really, really like let my hair down and just be me. And it was just being quiet and observing, right? Um, I taught myself how not to feel during those times because I was in survival mode. And when you're in survival mode, you shut down. You shut down and you just kind of like you're on autopilot and you just go, you know, and death is kind of like that. Like, the, the last time I shut down like that was literally, um, I think, not spring break when they mentioned COVID, but I think like uh, April, April, May, I felt myself having not a breakdown, but I was shut down to the point of silence. And I couldn't even articulate how I was feeling because I was feeling... I legit told my best friend, like, I was, like, floating in the atmosphere. Like, I just kind of was there, and I don't know which direction to go to because everything's shut down, and everything is dying, and people are killing each other, and people are hurt and hungry, and rent rent is still going up, and food is expensive, and nobody's getting a paycheck. Like, yo, how much more can you really take, right? And I'm going to be brutally honest. I don't have nothing to hide. Maybe I do have some stuff to hide, but this ain't it. Like, <laughs> years, there's... There's not much to say that that people are not going to resurrect with like this. This period in time is very, very funny, but oddly familiar. And per the Bible, a little too much towards the end. <laughs> so um, I don't have a problem with dying, but I do have a problem with knowing that 
purposely our lives are being cut short because of the way that they are processing our food with chemicals. They are happy-go-lucky to inject you with chemicals. Um, and it's, it's, it's more of a like a, the problem is it's, we're not a one-size-fits-all. So if you give my son, who is a brown kid, um, one of the immunization shots, that if the study says that you should wait five years because his body's not going to be, his body's too young to process this, and you're going to affect his cognitive, his ability, because the chemicals are going to have a, a, a effect on him, but you're not going to give me no research as to the effects or the symptoms that come with this, and you just expect me to do this, in hopes that I keep seeing a medical physician at the wealth and health of my child who is different combinations of cultures and skin colors and genes and DNAs, that just seems very careless to me. And I understand why people do not want to vaccinate their kids. And I understand why people want to vaccinate their kids because we're all being sold a dream of safety and care. And really, it doesn't matter what the government says anymore or what people say anymore. It never mattered what people said. It was always what people did that made the difference. And now we are watching and we've been watching for many, 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 many years of what the behavior is like for our leaders because of the internet you know and it's it is beautiful to watch because you're like yo these people are as jacked up as the person down the street that I've been trying to avoid like how the hell did you get in power but 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 just to know that there is no ownership or accountability for anything and people are hurting and not just one or a thousand or hundreds or there's millions of people that are feeling the exact same thing and they can't receive supports. And I really, that feels heavy to me. That makes me incredibly sad. And that for that, I grieve for them and everything else. Like, it's, we're a wreck. I'm, this podcast is like, reckless um, lessons. Well, this world is acting reckless right now and the leaders are definitely reckless. Not the people. The people know what the hell they want. Um, It's so reckless that I have to put it in the back of my mind because I'm not equipped right now to even have feelings about how this would even help me cope with it. And that's a sign of grief. Like you just, I can't deal with this. So I'm just going to move forward, right? And then I purposely take moments to deal with it, like long car rides. If my body feels tired today and I'm just kind of like, why I've been sitting, sitting at home doing nothing. Well, the truth is, you know what? Give yourself a break. Your brain knows what the hell's going on right now. Your body is just doing what your body's supposed to do. And those two together. And if you're not eating correctly and taking care of your body or your dental hygiene, hence me, I need to make a dental appointment. Like all of these things really eat at your soul your organs, your blood flow, your breath, and then the stress. I don't even have cable. I feel good because I have my $200 back in my pocket, but <laughs> I feel like Netflix and Hulu, like they don't sneak it in there, but they kind of sneak it in there because there, there, there was a period that everything on my TV was like uh, quarantine. Uh, they even brought out that old movie, 
uh, what's that movie with the monkey who had like the disease and he was like, outbreak. I was like, oh my God, as a child, this was freaky. Now I'm living it and you're showing it. Like what, are you trying to scare me through my TV? Shut it off, shut it off. <laughs> so it's, I don't know how you guys are dealing with it, but I hope you are. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with it by, you know, I'm dealing it day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, second by second. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, I started to journal too, just to like, to like dump everything. And it's going to be the COVID book because somebody's got to read it and make a, make something out of it. If I don't first, <laughs> if I don't figure out the whole internet stuff first, but something good is coming out of this. I know for sure. I'm, I'm thinking clearer nowadays. Um, I've started to once again, go back to my herbs and my vitamins. And I'm adding more of these, these, these minerals and vitamins to my foods or foods in the house, because the truth is it's depleted. We, we, they can't grow, they can grow foods, but the soil has been depleted of the natural minerals that we need to sustain this life. And then we have pollution and then we have the water. Like, it's just ridiculous, ridiculous. So I started adding vitamins back into my routine and um, I, I instantly felt like uh, a lift and a boost that I needed because it was really weighing thin on me and, and, and weighing my body down because my body was starting to react. And as we, as per the who and the Trumps and the whoever else is trying to push the COVID doctors and stuff, from their understanding this really breaks down our immune system and the cells in our body, right? And um, so we got to make sure that everything is like plump and plush and ready to move forward. And um, whatever comes out in the data, you know, hopefully sometime soon, but I doubt it because it takes years and years. Um, We'll deal with it when we get there, but there's nothing that you can do today that can make it better, except for take care of yourself and your families and your friends call when you need to if you don't can't call don't do it don't force yourself into anything I know for me like I can't I can never ever in a normal day sit in the room with a bunch of people and just be like you know unless I'm in my comfort zone I'm talking about sociology and I'm talking about this kind of stuff but let's be honest people don't like to have conversations like this because it's uncomfortable and um or because maybe they just don't have time to think about things like that because they have so much other things going on. Um, yeah, I, I, I have to do this to cope with my feelings because that helps me understand where a feeling would be creeping up and why. Like at first I thought it was just because um, I was watching too much TV and really I'm just like, my energy is going towards whatever I'm watching and it sometimes it's energy sucking and I don't have much of a tolerance or a bandwidth left for energy sucking things because that was my whole life growing up so at 42 I really don't have much left to give like I have to be very very unique and set up boundaries for who I give my energy to because I'm trying to be the best parent that I can be but I'm trying to be the best me so I can be there to parent and be present as a wife as a mom as a daughter as a sister um and as a person that just has life in them left um to this day when I think about everything that happens I don't get tearful until I get tearful 
And when I become tearful, I still have some, some unresolved pain and my tears are a sign of purging. So, um, however you can get it out, let it out. Uh, Cause the gyms are closed too, right? So hallelujah. <laughs> um, I let myself feel the pain. Um, and some days I don't, I'm not strong enough to do it. So I wait until I can. And usually I have to do this alone by myself. And then I talk to a couple of friends where I'm just kind of like, yo, what's going on? What are you feeling? Cause this is, this is too much for me. And everybody has their different responses, but my friends are pretty much categorized. Like I know who I can turn to about feelings, who I can turn to for a good laugh, <laughs> who I can turn to just to really, truly genuine ch- check in and talk about their families and see how they're doing because I really care. Um, but I can't have phony people around me and that's just legit. Like, um, I know people are very connected to their communities, but how I was raised, how my bank account is set up, how my life has been set up, I don't have, um, I have healthy connections, but it's very short-term connections. The long-term connections, they need to be engraved from the time I was young, just like everybody else. Um, but I'm never really truly connected to a community, um, because in my mind, I'm already, I'm already gone. Um, I, I just, I can't grasp the thought of losing, losing myself to people ever. Um, but I know that with my children and my family, like that, that, that is definitely something that will happen. Um, and I will have to deal with it when it happens. And hopefully I have my strong superhero tribe pod to help me get through it and then them still recognize in the same breath that I need my peace and quiet to actually really come through the eye of the storm because that's just something that we have to do and I refuse to do it with medication because that is very blinding. Ibuprofen because that is like, ibuprofen and Tylenol is the worst thing. And I've learned the worst thing that you can take for a pain because it's like literally an atomic bomb that goes off in your, your autonomy and it causes more damage than good. And I'm like, what? Like, I used to take ibuprofen. Like, it was candy and Tylenol. Like, I was so happy. I was able to relax and sleep and rest and get a break. And I really wasn't. I was messing up my system more than I should have. Um, You know, at one point, I didn't understand being able to feel what was important. You know, I was talking to my sister earlier today. And I haven't talked to her in a while because, you know, we're working on a relationship and um, unfortunately my mom, <sighs> she has four girls and we're all, we're all still trying to find each other to build that bond. Um, and, and it's been very hard and very difficult, but today was such a rewarding conversation that I had with my sister and I was telling her that, uh, I don't have, um, it's like at one point I just stopped feeling. And so the second time that I really stopped feeling was like when I was about to resign from my job, I stopped feeling I used to work with kids um, that were on the spectrum. They had autism, Asperger's, and kids that were dying because medically they were just so a failure to thrive, fragile. After nine years, I stopped feeling sad. And that scared the bejesus out of me because I'm looking at a child's life, right? I didn't cause the death, no, but... And I understand what was going on. Like, I really understood the doctors really explained, like, this is shutting down and that's shutting down and she can't do this because her rib is, her 
her rib is no her bones are going to atrophy and this is just a random example atrophy and collapse on her lungs and we're not going to be able to get her to breathe and so she's going to be going down quickly and so hospice kicks in and then the doc like i learned so much about these specialists and kind of what death looks like before it looks like and then there were days where i sat there next to the child who was um god bless this angel that was dying and i just sat in the moment because that's all you can really do at that time and you pray and you talk to them and you hold their hands and you you just watch for those nonverbal things that are just so precious and yet so misunderstood but um I was heartless, but my heart was always there underneath the darkness. Sometimes sometimes you go through something that you can never come out the same, and sometimes pain changes you for the worst if you let it. it and I had to resign because I felt like it was changing me for the worst because I wasn't able to feel for my own kids, and I couldn't feel for myself. And that's, that's something that's not okay because then I felt like I lost myself. So I'm just saying during this time in COVID, um, do what you can to get through. If you don't have nobody to talk to, please shoot me an email at shtickproductions at gmail.com. Um, we have some chat rooms set up where we have people in there that, you know, they want to share their story and they're friendly or you just want to have a one-on-one audio conversation with me or you want to do like a, a text conversation with me in a, in a very protective setting um just to help you get through these moments because it's hard it's difficult people um, will always tell you they're fine and we all know good and well that we're not and we're and we're trying to get through this day by day and everybody's in shock everybody's in survival mode and if you you're not sure what that means look it up look it up it's a it's the real thing we're dealing with like a narcissistic president who's like providing a whole bunch of confusing information so brain fog and then people talk to him and they're like hey why were you and then he deflects like nothing is his fault ever 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 and a whole lot of gaslighting a whole lot of blowing smoke and people are so fed up tired sick trying to feed their family pay their bills and then sometimes sometimes find a new job or try to figure out what's going on in their old job because it's a new setting and yeah we're working from home but are we going to be work overworking from home because we're not going to have healthy boundaries to separate when you're supposed to work stop take care of your family or you take a break and then you're you're teaching your kids in that break like how much do you think you can go at this type of speed because it looks like the axle just shifted and so now your home, your safe space is becoming an all space. I don't know that that's healthy for anybody. It's not healthy for me. I mean, even in this house, we have like spaces where, you know, my son goes, he's claimed the garage, you know, the last week. My daughter's claimed that backyard or, you know, yesterday she claimed the roof of the house. Like, I don't know how much higher she's trying to go, but she's on the roof of the house. And sometimes I take the laundry room and sometimes the closet just to have that space. When you don't have that space to do those things, that's fearful because it, it, it's you're missing out on, on you know energy supplies and healthy connections. But anyways, that's my podcast for today. I'm pretty much thirsty at this point, and um, <laughs> I'm about to go get something to drink. But I just wanted to get that off my chest. 
and really just like put it out there that grief is something that we're all dealing with right now and um, the bereavement process is about to start. Um, I haven't even like reached out for like supports just yet because it seems like I'm my healing is coming through a time when everybody needs somebody and 42 years and I want to say maybe 30 30 years I've been waiting to have an opportunity to speak to my sisters about things that happened to us that we just we couldn't even bring ourselves to think about because it's been so painful and today I had that moment and I don't know that anything could have been in can be any more enlightening and lifting that burden and growing healthy healthy um, cells in that one place of a void that I needed it the most today so God bless you all take care of yourself self-care 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 quiet moments shut everything off airplane mode walk jump skip lay on the floor I don't know do something totally different just to like shake it up a little bit shake it up (laughs) all right take care of people